Oh my gosh, or should I say, oh my God, only I am not an avatar. I don't have a God of my own to represent on Earth. But this is the last episode of Moon Knight, the morning after. Or is it? I mean, is there another season coming? Is there another incarnation? Is there a God that could possibly take this podcast to become something more, something further? I don't know. Maybe this podcast is just in a mental institution trying to figure itself out. Okay, I don't know the answer to those things, but we're going to talk about the last episode of season one of Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's what this episode is about. I'm Jonathan Cook, and I'm here with... You're here with Peter Brook. Peter Brook extraordinaire. Woo! Peter Brook is wearing a giant hat like a sombrero but with like ribbons coming out of the top right now and he is drinking a strawberry soda yes it's very nice right now i'm feeling very stylish it is made from fruits of the field and is very pure oh the field this is where we left mark at the end of last episode but not stephen Mark was in this glowing field with, ooh, lovely music. But Stephen was left in the duot. Now, of course, Mark, being in the fields, he wasn't feeling that great about it. He didn't feel like, oh. Wait, why? Wait, wait, let's tell, what is the duot? Because I'm just like. The duot is, it's the, uh, it's the sands, the dunes, where, where you're left after you're judged unworthy. Yeah, and he was just left. He just like became this sand creature frozen in the dark dunes of dreariness forever and ever. And how is this possible? Because Stephen is like a part of Mark. How can he be left behind? Well, each of them were like their own person, of course. Like, so, oh my uh, gosh. Mark, he doesn't feel great that he gets to live in eternally for in paradise while Stephen is in the duat. So... Despite the warnings that he received, he goes back to Stephen. He goes back to the Duat with a heart and is like, I'm sorry. I can't just leave you here. You've helped me. You are a part of me. And he starts turning to the sort of sandy stone as well with Mark. Mm-hmm. And just as they're both condemned... The gates of Osiris open up, and the light shines on them both, and they are brought back to life. Well, sort of, because the gates of Osiris are the path from the land of death to back to the world of the living, because Osiris is the only god in ancient Egyptian mythology who was killed and came back to life. That's correct. Yeah. Now, of course, meanwhile, in the real world... uh, Harrow, he took uh, Amit's uh, statue yes. from the dead body of Stephen and Mark. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, they they decided to, like, leave the tomb and go to the Great Pyramid of Giza. Now, uh, Layla, yeah. Layla, um... Decides to try and follow them, uh, blends in with one of them, and she's about to try and stab Harrow when all of a sudden 
the some dead bodies speak to her and are like, don't, don't kill him yet. You're not powerful enough to just go and stab Harrow. No way, says the body. Which you is who? Power? Who is that body? There's a dead body speaking? How does that Yes, that's the, uh, the goddess... Toweret. Toweret. The hippo uh, the, god. The hippo goddess from the underworld. And she's able to speak through the dead bodies. And she tells Layla, um, Yes, I, you are not par- powerful enough to kill him. You need the body of an avatar, and I can offer to give you that, perhaps. And Layla's like, oh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, uh, I'll do that on my own. And then Tarot is like, well, you know, if uh, you want to help Mark or anything, uh, you need to follow um, Harrow and his group back to the Pyramid of Giza. And free Conchu. Yeah, Tauret is being really helpful. And Layla's like, shut up, shut up. I'm like, (laughs) here's the thing. If like, okay, uh, if I were trying to track down uh, like an avatar of a god uh, who had just got new powers to like totally overturn the order of everything on earth and my partner in my efforts had just been shot twice in the chest and there were a, a god who said hey i could help you you know what i would not say is shut up i don't need your help at I the would... same time i mean i i kind of understand it jonathan because you know in, in her point of view she can't trust the gods because you know she feels like uh has been manipulating Stephen and Mark, and it's like, oh, how how could I trust you? But that's like one god. It's like that's like saying you don't like candy bars because you've had this crazy candy bar that was made by a hippie that has asparagus in it, and now you're like, well, I didn't like that, so all candy bars must be awful. That's what she's doing with the Egyptian gods. Well, I suppose, except the Egyptian gods are a lot more powerful. Now, you know, that granted... I don't know. Granted. Um, Stephen granted. Okay, am I ruining this for you? I'm sorry. Granted, uh, she um, did does listen to eventually. eventually. Um... And, you know, she, she does follow through with the plan to, okay, let's free Conchu first. So, you know, so we were wondering earlier, like, okay, how's, uh, how's this all going to resolve? Because there are a lot of threads, you know, like Mark and Steven are dead. Layla's left in the world. Uh, you know, um, Harrow seems to be winning. Conchu's inside. Like, how do you fix this? She steals along with Harrow's crew. Uh, she hangs out in one of their vehicles and goes with them to the Great Pyramid of Giza. And then Harrow is like, I got a purple staff that does whatever pot points I need to to be doing thing power. So apparently it's also a skeleton key to the pyramids that opens them right up. Yes. And with it, with the extra granted power of Ahmed, he was able to fight the other avatars. He just kills them, man. Off screen, of course, but just kills them. Just kills them. That's and not while right. They, they were fighting. Uh, Layla 
you know, goes into the statue room. She finds Kanju, uh, breaks the um, stone, and then Kanju's around like, whoa, well, finally I'm free, uh, but Mark's not here. Now, how about hey. you become my avatar because he's about to free Amit and I can't fight him without an avatar. You so. and me, Layla, how about it? And she's like, she does the same thing that she did to the other guy, but she's like, no, man, I am not doing it. And then, you know, Conchie's like, ugh, I have to take care of this myself. So then Harrow, in the main big room, he, he kills, he killed all the avatars, and then he grinds the statue of Amit to dust, and from it, her spirit is freed. And, and she's purple. And like, she's, at least her, her, her like, misty colors. Misty purple. colors. But then she stands as, like, a giant, uh, you know, sort of anthropomorphic, uh, you know, uh, alligator. Um, crocodile. Goddess, crocodile. Because alligators are Louisiana. And as far as we know, the ancient Egyptians did not extend their empire that far. As far as we know. Did you know that the Egyptians actually, once they kind of got the whole Egypt territory going thing, they were not into being expansive. They actually were into having their core Egyptian empire, and then they would raid other peoples and, mm. you know, smack them around and force them to pay tribute and bring back a bunch of stuff and go yeah we got rich that's what they'd like to do that's what they like to do i mean rating's still not nice but i think that a lot of it had to do with their geography as well like i think they were mm -hmm. just happy being where they were they had a great time. river super nile you know it's good a desert like it's not going to be easy for other people to attack them from land that's right they had papyrus write a few good papyrus back books and then you know you know, kick your feet up. The floods come. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's very good. Yes. So then, uh, where were we? Amit. Okay. Um, well, yeah, Amit's out. And what the heck is Amit? Yeah, she's, you know, a, a, a giant, uh, not alligator, crocodile oh, yeah. lady. Uh, sort of moving around. And um, she's like, ooh, Arrow, I don't know. Your scales are a little bit unbalanced, but at the same time, you have freed me and you have provided me the service of many people with balanced souls, so I suppose I can make you my avatar, and together we shall enact true justice to those who are evil. And so, you know, I was like, well, of course I accept, I suppose. And then it's like, yes. And then they leash their evil plan, except Conchu shows up. And then they try and spar a little bit, but of course Conchu doesn't have an avatar and, you know, just fighting Amit on, on his own, it, he seems to have a very difficult time. Why would he have such a hard time fighting Amit? Who, by the way, I want to bring this up. You know, if you're going to be like a, a god and stuff, what, choosing a name like Ahmed is kind of like, it's begging to be picked on on the playground. Do you know why? Why is that, Dad? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because what does Ahmed rhyme with? Omelette? 
No, that's not that's omelette. What does omelette rhyme with? What one word can you think of? Hobbit? Omelette vomit. Oh. I'm just saying. That's well, it. sure, her skin is very green, to be yeah, fair. She is. Yes. She's totally green. And you know that's what the other gods are calling her behind her back. Probably that's what provoked her to get all judgmental on other people. Because she had been, you know, unfairly abused, maligned with this anyway. So, yeah. So she's ha talking to Harrow, though, and saying, your scales are unbalanced, dude. But that's cool with me, which I'm like, wait a minute, you judge everybody. Yeah, that, that, that was a little weird, wasn't it? Yeah. She's like, well, I would like an avatar with unbalanced scales, but I'll kill everyone else with unbalanced scales. This is where her whole moral standing falls apart. It's like she kind of makes an exception and it's like, I'm sorry, I thought you were very stringent about this. I Yeah. I don't understand your complications. It's like, well, I guess you'll use any tool you can Okay, I think it would have made more sense if yeah. she was Puritan about it. Yeah, and what are the standards of balanced scales anyway? Because I'm not quite getting it. Like, when Mark left Stephen behind, then his scales were balanced? And what? I just don't know. Anyway, I'm not an Egyptian god of moral judgment, but hey, there you are. So, okay, so Ahmet and Harrow are out kicking butt around and oh my gosh things are getting kind of desperate they are getting very desperate and luckily um back in the underworld as uh, steven and mark they were able to rush through the gates of osiris as they opened up um with some help from what's the hippo goddess Towerette. Towerette. Oh, yeah. So what happens with Towerette? Well, uh, she helps um, save them from this massive sort of sand wave that comes there. And then... Oh, yeah. Yes. So she's on the big boat, still in the underworld. And she, like, crashes the wave and gives Mark and Stephen a little bit more time to get through the gates of Osiris. Exactly. Because apparently the uh, underworld doesn't uh, like people using the gates other than the god himself. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, judgmental afterlife. Like, everyone you think, like, is so man. judgmental, I mean, man. you've gone through all this trouble. You've lived. You've died. You've suffered. Could we please just, like, make it easy? And the, why is the afterlife always so hard? Oh, uh, it, it, it kind of has the mentality of a hall monitor, honestly. It, like, yeah, no kidding. It's like, I'm sorry, there were rules here. You know, you're only Man. coming by. You have to follow it. Oh, you don't have your hall pass. You have to go to the dunes and become a mindless sand person. Ah. Yeah. And then you have to drag other people overboard if they're not cool like you. Or... You have to, have to, have to. Rules, rules, rules. I say the dead ought to just be able to, like, take it easy. You know, and just, like, relax. Man, I like the idea of taking it easy. Oh, man. Okay, but Mark and Stephen are not taking it easy. No. So they run through the gates, and then they're able to wake up. But, of course, they wake up in a body that's been shot twice. So Right, they're back in the tomb next to the body of Alexander the Great, who's yes. still in the sarcophagus. Who's still in the sarcophagus, and they're probably close to dying again, but then... Conchu 
he senses Mark and Stephen and are like, oh, there's my avatar again. So then he rebinds with them. And because of that, uh, the protection of Khonshu, his healing and other factors. Yeah, the healing outfit of uh, the suit. Is sort there. of heals Mark and Stephen, and then the uh, bullet shells are repelled out of their body, and they're like, okay, it's time to go to work. But then, you know, they, they, they leave the tomb and everything, and uh, before they could go, much to conscious dismay, you know, Stephen does this smart thing where he's like, oh, I think I'm going to take this very opportune time to say, what's the new deal? Um, and then conscious like, what the hell? Okay, fine. What do you want? And then Mark and Stephen are like, oh, I think you release us after this ordeal, after we defeat Ahmed. And then conscious like, Jesus Christ, fine. Fine, have it your way. And then it's like, okay. And then using his power over the night sky, uh, Moon Knight um, is able to fly over to the Great Pyramid of He's Giza. He's flying. Where, where Harrow is, you know, um, using his staff and ordering his minions to start judging everyone. Yeah, so they go everyone. into downtown Cairo and one of the minions shouts to the others, Judge everyone! <laughs> Which is what everyone does. Like, oh my gosh. Like, this feels like it's January 6th, but in Egypt. Oh, oh no. Yes, and then Amit's um, like, yes, and then she grows more powerful and right. bigger. She's eating all of the judged souls, right? Yes. Yeah, but then as Kanju, tall as the pyramids. But then Kanju and Mark arrive, and they're like, not today. And then they start duking it out in this awesome fight with the two, like, Kanchu and Amit fighting in the background as, you know, uh, Harrow is shooting his, like, laser staff at, at Stephen and Mark. And Mark and Stephen are trying to fight him and all, all his goonies in oh, downtown Cairo. Oh, like, but so wait bad. a minute. Yes? If we have one avatar fighting another avatar, that sounds like they're just going to be even. However, can we resolve this? What? By bringing another avatar. Another avatar. That would require another god to go into this other avatar. So remember um, that offer that the hippo goddess gave to Layla. Two for one offer. And then, so, turns out, you know, because uh, Hero, before he left the the uh, chamber, he decided to go all extra and destroy the, you know, chamber. So then Layla was like, okay, fine. Uh, you have your deal. I need to be powerful enough to, to like, uh, you know, become your avatar. And then the uh, goddess, she's like, oh, yes, yes. Okay, I'd love to be your avatar, to have you be my avatar. And it's like, only temporary. Of course, temporary. Now. And then... Next thing you know, she shows up in downtown Cairo to fight alongside her husband with this awesome sort of like Egyptian tunic thing and then these sword wings which she uses to repel uh, Harrow's, you know, laser blast and it's like, ah! Metal wings. The color of like bronze maybe. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then like there's a fight 
and it's pretty epic. I don't know what else to talk about. Cause... I do, because there's this thing, which is that, um, okay, as this combined avatar, Stephen and Mark, they're the avatar of Khonshu. Each one has their own suit, and they're just switching back and forth now. Like that they're is good, cool. like they're good partners. And Stephen is learning how to do, like, just inhabit his physical fighting thing with these little rods he pulls from his back, and he's yep. hitting people and doing yep. little dance. And then uh, I, one 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 thing I noticed in the fight is that you know a lot of people are making the comparison of Moon Knight to like Batman as well. That it uh, that that's uh, kind of funny because like during the fight, um, uh, you know, Mark pulls out you know like a slingshot, like a grappling hook. Oh yeah, and then like propels himself forward, and it's like, oh man, that's totally like a utility belt Batman thing to do. Yeah, and I it's, guess like, so. Funny, but Batman's all just sort of, I'm Batman, and then he walks around and he. Hits people. Yes, he's but just boring. Okay, I mean, he doesn't fine. have like conflict really. It's just I'm stolen. Should I be stolen? Ah, oh, I'm so tortured. And oh, he well. is like he does oh. have the black suit while uh, Moon Knight has the white suit and everything. And there, there are some differences, but I, I, I found that to be amusing that bit in the fight. Okay. So anyway, um, Harrow he manages to sort of pin. Uh, Mark down and he's oh, yeah. like shooting him with the laser weapon. Totally and trying to judge all, him. All yes, totally trying to send him back to the Duat or the uh, fields of paradise. But then, um, but then something happens where like a personality changes, and then you know just as it seems like Harrow's winning, everything changes. Like a bunch of Harrow's goons are dead. And he's found to, like, almost be driving, you know, like, Hero's axe um, staff, like, through his head. But not quite. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying is that Mark is pinned down, but then, like, something happens and bang. He's, like, actually, all of these the goons of Hero are dead. And now Mark is holding Hero's own crocodile judgy axe. Yep, uh, holding it to Mark. To uh, Hera's forehead, like like he was about to basically kill him with it, but he doesn't. Now that's interesting because we don't see it. Uh, and then Mark and Steven are like, "No, that wasn't me. No, that wasn't me either." Did so, you do that? No, I didn't do that. So basically, clarifying that yes, there is a third person involved here. Either that, or one of them is lying. But they. Um, you know, uh, so Harrow is defeated or like knocked unconscious for now. Um, but you know, um, Amit, she's still around, uh, she's still powerful, she's still threatening everything, and so they need to find a way to seal her again. And Kanju tells them, You have to go back to the big room in the Pyramid of Giza and you have to use Harrow. Uh, you know, like as bind. Con bind Amit, the crocodile goddess, to the physical body of her own avatar? Yes. Now, I, I think that's interesting because thinking back to the tomb of Alexander the Great, maybe it was that she was bound to him as well and it's like he had this uh, statue in him or something. I don't know how exactly it goes. I don't but... Because like, when she was bound to the stone statue, you break the statue and then 
she's free again. So why wouldn't that happen if you just kill Harrow, then she's free again. That's true. And yeah. Yeah, but um whether I I I think it is to his mortal body. So um Moon Knight, Layla, they fly uh to the pyramid with Harrow and using their powers as avatars, they do this spell, which they somehow know instinctually. Yep. They're just chanting which is ancient Egyptian spells. Very interesting. Because um, that's what you do when things happen. Yep. And then um you know, they, 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 they imprison Amit, and then Kanju tells Mark to kill Harrow, to confirm it all. And um, Mark, he wasn't really feeling it. He was like, you know, this feels very judgy or whatnot. Uh, feels like just killing this person. I, it feels very much like I'm taking... Amit's role, I don't want to do that. And by the way, we we already defeated her technically, so... Yeah. You know, where's your end of the deal? You promised to free Stephen and me, says Mark, so now do it! And exactly! And then Kanchi's like... Like, he's surprisingly, suspiciously like, well, okay, fine, I guess so, I'll just... Like, like, like he, he's very go-along, you know? I, I, I don't know if that's, like, uh, end of the season, whatever. Like, oh, can't have this conflict anymore. But, you know, Conchie's like, yeah, okay, fine. It's the bargain. There you go. So then they are freed. And as far as we know from the next scene... No, 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 you're missing one. What happens when they're freed? Well, when they're freed, they both... Uh, wake up. Strange. It, it, it's not Stephen's old they, place. No, you're missing the scene. They wake up in the psych ward again. Oh shoot! Yeah. How about you tell us what go, what happens? Well, oh, yeah, because now like oh geez, we oh we thought we knew what was happening and what was real and what wasn't real. But then when they're liberated, they wake up and they're in Doctor Harrow's office, who is now giving them psychological advice again. Which About, is kind of weird, because it's like, oh, was this just a fantasy after all? Was this real? Right. And he's like trying, he's saying, well, I guess we just need to go do more psychotherapy. But then Dr. Harrow's walking along, and his footprints are bloody. Yeah. And Stephen and Mark notice that, and they say, hey, Dr. Harrow, you don't know as much as you think you do. Apparently, you need some own... Your your own psychotherapy thing, buddy Oh, well, yeah. It's been nice sticking around here, but the fact is, this reality is super false. So hey, I'm gonna enjoy it, and then then they said, and then Mark says, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back, and I want to save lives and be a superhero." Exactly. But it's like, wait a minute, you just said you wanted to be free from Kanchu. What is that? Yeah, I know, I. That 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 was a weird weird writing decision. I'm that, not like you got to make up your mind, man. You got to make up your mind. You're in or you're out. But anyway, so then he falls backwards, and then they wake up, uh, like Mark or Stephen. It's kind of similar to like the uh, yeah Mark, and it's similar to the um, first 
scene in the first episode where Steven wakes up in his place and as he wakes up he kind of you know goes walking forward and then is held back by um, this sort of like grappling device that holds onto his um, ankle stops him from going anywhere quick and only it, it's not Steven's old place this is Supposedly, so? like Mark's old flat. No, I think that's Stephen's old apartment. I don't know. It, it everything looks different now. I will say there is an aquarium, and instead there of just is. one fish, there are two fish. There are finally they're following through on the goldfish of mystery from the first episode. But could you have possibly, you know, just like given us a little bit of a nibble in between? But one of them has one fin. One has two fins. So it appears that these two goldfish are, in fact, physical, external representations of Mark's own psychological state. Exactly. Which, here's what I'm thinking. If that's true, then you're living in a world in which your psychological state can create external manifestations. So is that actually just an illusion? Because that's not how... My world works. That's kind of spooky. Like, maybe now, it's not. I, I think the meaning of the goldfish. Now, in the first episode, the goldfish, it sort of referred to Stephen being oblivious to other parts of himself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we have two goldfish. You can take that a couple ways. Like, A, it's the two of them. They're living together, they're living with each other. They're yeah. just two lost souls They're living in, in a one fish body. bowl. Year but on the other year. hand, maybe two of them are in the dark. Now, Jonathan, when you and I watched that, oh, we yeah. made the mistake. We forgot we were watching Marvel. Yep, then the credits roll. We, the credits roll. The credits roll. So we shut so off. And we thought, well, that was an ending, I guess, but didn't really fix things up. It didn't really cut it the right way but then uh -uh. we each watched it again later yeah and we realized oh this is a marvel show we need to watch the end credits and then what happened well there's harrow and he's in the hospital exactly and there's this mysterious figure you don't see his face even he's uh, speaking uh spanish to the nurse and she's like, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this guy off his hands. Or pats Harold's shoulder, and Harold's like, oh, okay, I'm being helped out here. He's kind of like in a drowsy state. He's, he's in a wheelchair. Wheelchair, <laughs> and then it's like, don't worry, but I'm going to take you out of here. And he's like, okay. But then as they go, notices certain like security bot. Uh, security guard bodies like lining around the place and he's like okay this is kind of weird and then this figure takes him out to a white limousine a white limousine and where and then he throws Harrow in the passenger side uh shuts the door and then goes to the driver's seat and then who goes to the driver's seat yes now who does Harrow see in the limousine it is Khonshu, it is which Khonshu. is his, he was the former avatar of, right? Exactly. And now it's kind of interesting because like Harrow can see Khonshu now. Uh-huh. 
Which is an interesting development that yeah. I'm going to have to think over to understand. I think it's because he doesn't have another god that he's being the avatar of. Maybe. And maybe it's like, does Kanshu want Harrow to be his avatar again? Or maybe it's because he has Amit it within him, and because of that, just like she can see the other gods, he can see the other gods. Oh yeah, that would be right. That yeah. that that would be right. But it really doesn't matter because Kanshu, in taking some inspiration from Stephen Grant's movement, I have to say, in a very nice white suit, he's like, you know, Harrow, you thought you were going to live, but I'm sorry, that's not the way I do things. Mark and Stephen, they thought they were saving you. Uh, they were like, oh, we had a deal. But the thing is, they're more messed up than they realize. There's more personalities to them. They realize, so I actually never left. I just left those two. Yeah, because then the window rolls down and we see who the driver is. And it is none other than Jake. Jake Lawfully? Jake Lawfully. Is that and what he's it like? Is? Meet my friend Jake Lawfully. And he's like this sort of like driver sort. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's your turn to lose, pal. And then he takes him, and Harris like, no shit, 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 hold on. And then he's shot. And so we learn. Wait, wait, who's shot? When you say he's shot. Harrow is shot. Okay, Harrow is shot. And dead. And then Conchus gets what he wants. And he has another one of uh, Mark's split personalities. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that Jake is part of Mark? So we see the same face that Mark has, but it's someone else? It's, It's not... It's a different personality. It's a reveal of the third personality who we've been getting hints of throughout the show. Oh, so this theory that you had all along? Yes, was right. Now, I know that you had the theory that uh, Layla was going to be the next Moon Knight. Now, that would have made sense, but as was shown in this episode, she was not exactly eager to serve on Yukonshu, who she saw as causing conflict with her husband. And as it turns out, Khonshu didn't plan on actually going to Layla. He was just using her as blackmail. But in fact, he actually... It's kind of interesting because if you think back to the episode where we see the first time that Mark and Khonshu meet, and then Khonshu's like, you have split personalities. This is interesting. So we see that Khonshu... Yeah. He's willing to use Mark's body. Everyone's body. Everyone who's using the same body. So, essentially, he let Mark and Stephen go, but he kept Jake as his avatar. So, he's really still using this body as his avatar. Exactly. He's oh. he, he's being able to like use this mental condition to still have control. So, now... Instead of just Steven, like in the first episode, it's Steven and Mark for as long as, you know, we know that they'll go, uh, being the goldfish in the aquarium, in the fishbowl, not knowing what else is going on around them. And so now, this is going on, and we're going to see 
Will there be a second season? Oh, so there could there be. be a, or will there be a sort of crossover? And what will happen to Stephen and Mark? Will they be made alert that, hey, you know, Conchu didn't actually leave you? Yeah. And Layla is now has superhero powers because she's a god's avatar. Exactly. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, she said that she wanted it to be temporary, but at the same time, maybe she decides, like, because... Honestly, the hippo goddess doesn't seem as mean and manipulative as Kanchu. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Layla decided, you know what, I kind of like this deal. It's kind of cool, because, I mean, come on, an Egyptian god. And then she go, gets over her bitter, no, I don't want any air power, and decides to become a, like a superhero. I think that would be cool. Yeah, there's a line in there about her being the first Egyptian superhero. The first Egyptian superhero, which is kind of like, fucking cool because like uh the actress herself she's egyptian and i know that there's been a lot of behind the scenes insistence that her character be egyptian as well as like recognition of that heritage and uh, i just think you know it's inspiring and it's just ah, uh, it's fucking cool i just want to know like because this is kind of like venom in a way but in my opinion more successful so i think yeah maybe this is my theory going forward for the cinematic moon knight i think it's possible that uh they get a second short season or they get crossed over into other marvel uh stuff because like oscar isaac he's cool but you know he's kind of he's the kind of actor who you bring to big screens Mm. So I'm wondering, depending on if they update his contract, like maybe he can be brought around. What do you think? I don't know. But here's the thing that I'm noticing. It's in common with The Eternals, which was a Marvel movie. That had this kind of more mythological basis. And this one has a mythological basis. That's and true. Then are we going all myth? Kind of Marvel? Marvel myth? Yeah, Mar Marvel myth and then alternate timelines it's like i know that the avengers series are quote unquote over but i'm just wondering like how is marvel going to go ahead are they just going to continue introducing new people and then that's it or are they going to have like a new avengers team uh, somewhere where a bunch of them meet up oh wait a minute what's that movie that's out this weekend that's right, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 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 Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, oh dear. Well, we're looking forward very much to seeing where this Marvel uh, universe goes, and hopefully, we'll get to see more of Moon Knight as well. That would be nice. Do you think we should return if Moon Knight comes back? What are we doing with this podcast? Are we just going to hang out as goldfish and let this sit? What do we do? Goldfish swinging around while the rest of Marvel goes on around us? Well, I think that is something for you, listener, to find out. Oh, I think we have some talking to do. I think we do. Oh, okay. But for now, this has been another episode of Moon Knight, The Morning After. The Morning After. Thank <laughs> you.